What are you drinking there, Dan? I've got dandelion tea. It still just sounds gross because all I can think of is when I was a kid picking dandelions and then, you know, you like the long ones with the little fuzzy top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in the tubes of the stem, they would narrow and mm-hmm. then you could like stick the narrow in and the, the make a in, and then you would, yeah, you make a necklace or you maybe make your friends would have a challenge to who could make the longest dandelion thing. And then your hands would be black with the, the sap. Mm-hmm. Of the, so I just imagine you drinking black dandelion sap. Well, I mean, that's basically right there. Like, yeah. It, yeah. it looks like coffee. Yeah, it does. I will say that in Sean's design challenge, one of the quests was to go eat a dandelion. Can you do that? They're not poisonous, right? No, you can eat them. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> do, do dandelions have a flavor? Is, is that I a- I don't know. But on his thing, it's like, hey, go eat a dandelion. Did you know they're safe? Go try one. I noticed it. I eat clover sometimes from the yard. Although we get our yard sprayed. So maybe not, I should stop doing that. Ooh, yeah. Not safe for humans yeah. or, or, or pets and animals. Well, Dan, um, welcome back to another episode of Option 5. How you doing your... Good to see you. I mean, I'm sorry <laughs> for interrupting. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's good to see you and your, your dandelion tea. Mm-hmm. And, um, I it's mean, a I nice coffee-style treat in the afternoon when you don't I want do a love ton a of tea. caffeine. I do love a yeah. good tea. I didn't even come prepared with a water. I've so got I'm the gonna... bottle. It's empty. It. It's mm. empty. There is some leftover coffee that I could from this morning. Mm-hmm. That's going to be not warm. So maybe I'll cold coffee, cold brew, like a cold not quite, but you know, really just a leftover coffee. Right. Uh, right. Well, um, I am excited to be back just chatting with you for a little bit. I know we've been doing some interviews. It's been fun. Uh, I've enjoyed them. We'll have more to come mm-hmm. soon. You know what? We have our own ideas, our own thoughts. We do. Own things Musings to and, you know, ideas to put out there and, you know, Longings. if people want to. Yeah. Send us back some, some thoughts, some feedback. Make this an actual conversation. Because you and I are just going to keep talking. I mean, sometimes you just can't shut me up. Sometimes? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I just think out loud. It just happens. Yeah. I don't sometimes know you just can't get me to talk. That's true. Uh, you tell me you did to pull it out of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pull some thoughts out of you today. Uh, primarily around maybe going back. Oh, I dropped my fidget thing. You ever, do you have fidget things on your desk? Stuff to just hold, play with. And, you know, whether it's pen or, you know, AirPods. I have, oh man, the AirPods is such a satisfying mm-hmm. thing to play with. But uh, while we're recording a podcast, maybe we shouldn't clip. that. Right. Thing. Right. It could get really annoying real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what I wanted to do is to take us back today to, to the beginning. This podcast started with this idea that we believe cross-discipline teams. Um, well, and if we go to our current purpose statement, um, you know, design technology and culture can help individual uh, individuals and organizations thrive. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, we, I mean, we're just going to name it. We saw, we saw a post on Twitter that talked about how so many people spend time naming the ideal state of what that, that means. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what we've been doing is we've been saying, ideally, you should think like this. You should right. 
taken these things into consideration. Mm -hmm. But what we maybe have forgotten to do, and I think we did a little bit along the way, but what we've forgotten to do was to go back and say, well, what's the problem? What's, mm -hmm. what, are the, what are the challenges? What are the mistakes? What are the things that are broken mm -hmm. that need a new way of looking at them? Right. Um, so, yeah. so I thought today we'd take a little time and maybe, um, maybe go through and look at some of the themes, some of the things that come up, some of the things that we've seen or heard people say mm -hmm. or experienced ourselves right. and, um, and say that those are those, these are the problems we really want to solve. Right. It's easy to be an idealist, I mm. think. Um, mm. And again, there's nothing wrong with being an idealist. I think, you know, have, having something that you want to be aspire to or be inspired by um, is a good thing. I mean, whether as an individual, a team, yeah. or a company, but it can be not concerning or dangerous. Those are two strong words, but it's like maybe cautious of like, if you stay there too long, mm -hmm. you know, in the world we live in, it's really difficult, if not impossible to ever get to the ideal that's, you know, the vision in your head. And so I think what we try to think about a lot is, okay, that's the goal, but now we got to get down to what are the steps? What are the actions? What are the things? It takes work. Yeah. What's the work that we need to start doing to get us there? That's going to be hard. It won't be perfect, but maybe gets us closer there. Because again, if you're always thinking about the ideal, I mean, you could sit and think about the ideal all the time. Right. And it can get a little depressing <laughs> if you get like, here's my ideal. And it's like, there's no way. There's we're no never way gonna it's achieve that, ever right? going to happen. Uh -huh. So taking a step back and be like, okay, well, what can we you know, do what, what changes can we make? What problems can we address? And so I think that's, you know, a lot about what we've been th thinking about with the framework and, you know, why, why we design teams the way we do. Yeah. And, and I think your and I's personality are, is we're tend to be optimists most oh, of yeah. the time. We're very yeah. optimistic. We're very much like opportunistic. Mm -hmm. So we really like to think about the what's next and where mm -hmm. we're going. And, and though we retrospect a lot, but it's almost always in service of just saying, cool, that's awesome. Let's keep going and get better. And we're right. always, we're always, that's the entrepreneurial spirit in us is we're like always moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's honestly, it's hard for me. I have to force myself to write down like problems or mm -hmm. challenges because for the most part, I'm like, you know, I, I don't, I can, it'll be it. fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll Things be fine. are great. It'll be okay. Have coffee sometime. Yeah. <laughs> it'll um, be fun. Let's go have fun. Yeah. yeah let's, I'm having fun. Learn a lot, you know? And, um, but to actually sit for a second, um, in the discomfort, really, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's one of our themes that we'll might talk about later, but in the discomfort of, okay, no, things aren't perfect. And I mean, look at the world right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. That's, let me just call it what it is. Mm -hmm. Like there is, some problems to be solved in the mm -hmm. world right now. Two right. very large ones with COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement. It's a mm -hmm. very real, like naming the naming the problem. Right. And I think that's a great example of like, how do we take that? Sometimes it takes something terrible happening for us to, mm -hmm. to be woken up to like, now, oh, we have to address the problem. Right. 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 Um, and, and until... And, and, and why can't we instead force ourselves to actually look at those problems, look at those challenges? Right. I don't know who said it, but the first, the first step in solving any problem is admitting that there is one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? And so even with, 
what we do in helping companies build technology, specifically technology that can simplify their the complexity within their environment, right. is it's easy to stay on solutions, solution, 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 solution. Yeah. Don't get me let's wrong, we something. all want to get to the solution, right? Yeah. And let's but, make it cooler, you know, right? Yeah. Right. But we have to identify the problem, sit in the problem, all the aspects of the problem. And most problems are so nuanced, that's uh-huh. why they're complex. It's like first we have to, you know, put all the messiness out there before we can even get to, we can get to a solution, mm-hmm. but it may, it may not work or right. it may work, but only for a little bit because we didn't address all the nuance. And so really sitting into those problems and admitting that there is one. Um, and that's, that's where the work comes in. I think it's one of the reasons I, I think it's one of the reasons we, we launched the, um, the coaching services that we have now, mm-hmm. um, because both from a facilitation standpoint, from an alignment standpoint, from a desire for teams to work well standpoint, I we I think we started to notice that a lot of the technology we're building is trying to solve a cultural mm-hmm. issue. Um, and that's okay. Technology can be a piece of that. So that's why we say design, technology, and culture. Mm-hmm. But it's there's there's an underlying issue that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um and you're trying to solve it by either slapping a SaaS product on it or building a really expensive solution when sometimes it's about the people. Right. Uh, it's not about the technology. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's address that. Let's address that people, that culture issue. And then let's figure out how technology can help us to enhance that, to operationalize it, to automate it, to speed it up, you know, mm-hmm. to make it better. Um, so... Yeah, let's first identify how we want to work together and get better that way before we start diving into the problem. That's it. Yeah. So let's jump into some of the problems. So this is pretty fresh. I'll be transparent. We literally started thinking, I mean, we've had a lot of these these statements in the past, but we kind of put them all into one big Miro board. Mm-hmm. Um, little plug there. If you're uh, needing any help with Miro, we, we do that as well. Um, uh, we love Miro. It's one of our favorite um, collaborative tools right now. So um, yeah, we're, we're now able to kind of say, how are these grouped? So I think right. some of the groups that we've come down into um, are going to be things you've heard before um, around research or understanding or uh, collecting information. Um, there's these, there's issues around how you do planning and estimating. I know Mm. agile product teams, that's like the bane of their existence is how do I actually build a roadmap, how do I accurately story point these things, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, then there's of course the doing the experimenting and and creating and building feedback measuring, um, and, and other buckets, but how do you, you, where do you want to start? What's, what's the area that you're, there's a lot of buckets, which just means people Cause a lot of problems. Yeah, humans are in the way. (laughs) We are in the way. Um, We are human. The human error. Yeah. Why didn't that work? Well, there's human error. Well, Um, I know. I know one that that comes up a lot is around planning and estimating. So, oh yeah. Let's just take a a couple seconds and just name some of the challenges, some of the problems that a lot of product teams, both in-house, agency, project, whatever, Mm -hmm. deal with um, that get in the way of doing effective planning. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the ideas that are thrown out here, um, let's pick one. Um, so I mean, estimation in general, oh yeah. how do you actually estimate anything? I was reading a book yesterday and I can't remember how the author said it, but essentially we 
when it comes to planning or estimating or basically thinking how much we can get done, we totally overestimate ourselves. And then the second point was we underestimate how much we overestimate ourselves. So it's yeah, like, right. it's like if you overestimate, it's not even close. You're still going to be way off even more than more so. And so, because again, we're, you're estimating for something that is so unclear and unknown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to, you, yes, that's it. There's too many unknowns. Yeah. There's a lot of known unknowns, but then there's a, there's even more unknown unknowns. I mean, well, I have to assume so. Right. Because I don't right. even know that they're there. I mean, right, right. Exactly. Uh, I think that's what's so difficult about building technology or doing innovation in general is that you, you can't know how many unknowns there are. Right. It's, it's an, it's literally by definition unknowable. And, and that is frustrating because it's, that creates um, ambiguity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then when you, when you're in a structure and maybe one of the other areas that there's a problem here is on decision-making and control mm-hmm. and autonomy. Mm-hmm. That's another bucket we have. Yep. Um, there is, there, there's now this issue that you have leaders that are going, well, I'm not buying into how you're approaching this. Mm-hmm. If you can't accurately estimate something for me, I'm not going to give you the budget for it. Right. Okay. Now you have this tension of you need, you have a, you have a bottleneck of a leader that needs to make decisions. That's mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. You have someone that doesn't have buy-in because they don't understand your approach. That's a problem. You can't accurately estimate something, so you don't really know how long it'll take. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, what well, we just impact like three, four of them. Just and right then now. and then leaders, they want that sense of control, and so they ask for that budget. And typically, it's because they don't know what the work is. They have no idea what the work is. Oh, they yeah. just they don't know uh, the individuals that are actually doing the work that are going to be doing the work have hard hard enough time estimating. Why should the leaders who have no really not, I don't want to say no clue, but maybe to that extent that there they don't times, know what's yeah. going on. Um, but yet there's this mandate or there's this, they're exacting a, oh, if you can't give me clarity, then I'm not going to release budget. But what they're asking for is impossible. It's impossible mm-hmm. to know exactly to the minute, to the hour, to the week, to the year, sometimes depending on the size of the software is, or the size of whatever the solution is like of estimating it. We were doing a lot of work for cybersecurity clients for a few years, and we still have a couple cybersecurity clients, but one of the things that I realized in cybersecurity, which I just hadn't really thought of, was that there, there were literally would, the CISO would just say like, I need this much. And, and they would go, well, what's that based off of? Do you want to be hacked? <laughs> it was like, it was, it was purely, they, they pivoted to not what all the stuff that they're going to do. It was like, yep. how much does solving or protecting this problem or addressing this problem about how much is it worth to you? Mm-hmm. And so you now move to a value thing. So one thing I want to point out here is if you're listening to this podcast, this may be one of the most uncomfortable and honestly, it's going to be so uncomfortable for me because I'm a solutionist. <laughs> it shouldn't be all the time. I'm going to try really hard not to turn around and start solving the problem, mm-hmm. but that, well, let's just get through naming them. So just you're name them. Yeah. So, but another good example is, you know, um, the cybersecurity industry saying, hey, the rest of my C-suite board, et cetera, I need this much money, but I can't tell you exactly what we're going to do because we don't know. That's, that's a challenge. That's a big challenge. And sometimes it comes down to specific constraints that might be out of your control. 
Right. So leading in one of the other buckets we have here is just around constraints around skills available and resourcing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one thing that you can't get a budget released, but it's hard to even go to and ask for it if you don't even know what budget is available. And so there's a constraint, not just of the budget, but also a constraint of how good is the transparency and the communication within the organization. Yeah. So if you don't yeah. know what the budget is, it's like, well, I'm not going to go ask because knowing that there's a budget generates ideas. Uh-huh. If you don't know that there's a budget, you're not going to be thinking about it necessarily. And that comes back to constraints, force creativity, right? Um, exactly. But if you don't know what the constraints are, which right. how often do we hear that? We go, we'll go, what's your budget to, to build this product? Now, sometimes they just don't want to tell you because we're, you know, kind of like right. a vendor. And so they're, right. they're, they're, they're going to negotiate. I get that. But sometimes they just don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we don't even know what we should or shouldn't spend. And we're going to have to collect a very accurate estimate, mm-hmm. which, oh, by the way, is not accurate. And then we're going to have to go sell that to leadership. And um, once it's sold, um, assume there is no more. Right. Or no less. It needs to be spent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's hard. Mm-hmm. How do you do yeah. that well? Um, yep. Um, a lot of individuals we work with is they don't have the specific, whether it's technology skill or just the people on staff from a product management standpoint to be able to, it's that, okay, you want me to do this? Well, I need these resources. Well, they're not available. Okay. (laughs) Um, So so how do you you propose you get that done? Yeah, exactly. I don't have what I need to get the job done. Or I also don't even have the space to try to learn that skill. Maybe it's not the time and the, again, budget is not available to me to learn um, I don't have the time maybe because I have all these other things to work on. Yeah. Again, that's a, that's a constraint. Right. And, and sometimes it's, I don't even know what skills I need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not, I, that's that note or unknown unknowns, right. Mm-hmm. Is I, I know I need to build technology uh, and maybe we've built technology before and it got done a, a certain way, but this, this new technology, is there a better way? Is there a different right. way? Yep. Um, the guy that did it before the, the girl that did it before they're no longer here, mm-hmm. um, which is another issue. Uh, we have one of these, these tasks down here is, um, oh, a single point of failure. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right? Um, a lot of people will put all their knowledge into the one person that knows how everything works. Yep. And then that person's gone for whatever reason. Uh, and all the knowledge walked out the door. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're stuck with an asset or a piece of technology or a thing that we don't know how it works. We pray that it doesn't break, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and we're not exactly sure what to do with it. Right. Right. There's we've found that when you give people space to think uh-huh. and you give them space and sometimes you have to define it. I don't know if we've defined it so rigidly, but I think sometimes you do have to of like how safe it is to try new ideas. Yeah. Of how risky can I be before you're going to say, "Oh, that was too big of a risk. You shouldn't have done that." Um, because got, got there needs to be slapped on that one. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be a little bit of an environment of um, to where people feel safe, they feel encouraged, they feel um, that they have the backing and the encouragement to go try new things. Um, experiment with new things. I mean, that's where ideas are going to come from anyways. Right. right. And, but that's, that can become a big problem. It's like, I don't feel safe to X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. We've heard, I mean, 
we've heard a lot about psychological safety. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on a team that does, we get things done or who knows if it's the right thing. That's a whole nother conversation, but we're, we're right. getting things accomplished, but I have some opinions about maybe what we should be doing, mm-hmm. but I'm not in a, an environment that I really feel like that would be valued. Mm-hmm. or that that would be a safe thing to do here, or it's my place to have that opinion. Right. Um, and now you're, you're just, who wants, that's, oh, that's a culture of fear, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and we and, see that a lot. We feel that sometimes when we're first working with clients to, until we unlock that trust. Right. There's a little bit of paralysis there. You know, no it's question. almost like there's a little bit of PTSD of like, well, when I tried this last time, it did not go well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take that risk again. And that is so dangerous as an organization because you have no idea what inner genius is, you know, the potential inside everyone. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so the, mo- but the moment someone's like, nope, I'm done. It's like you immediately, you know, who knows how many solutions and ideas and creativity was in that one mind, but mm-hmm. they don't feel safe to, to do that. So they're either going to go do it somewhere else. They're going to yep. do it on their own time. Yep. You know, a side hustle, whatever. Um, so, and yeah. you just lost, you lost an opportunity there. Exactly. I, I think the relationship between, re, um, that kind of alludes to, you know, cause that involves like recruiting and hiring and developing your talent and empowering them. And I think the, the relationship between leadership and practitioners oftentimes is very broken. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think there's any particular blame um, that I can, there's blame on both sides. That is, that is a relationship that is broken in that sometimes you'll have a, a leader that goes, I, my team has not built, has not given me the, um, the option to trust them mm-hmm. because they haven't delivered or they've broken promises or whatever and vice versa. And so, and, and because of that, I'm going, I have to micromanage them. I have to now control them because I'm afraid that they're going to do that to me again. Mm -hmm. On the flip side there, there's the team that goes, well, we, we have a controlling leader that will never let us work in any other way than the way that we're working right now. Change is not an option. Uh, Innovation is a tagline. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, And Oh, by the way, even if we did want to innovate because that person needs to approve all ideas because they have to control it, it'll take forever. Right. How many companies have we worked with that? It's like, Oh, this is brilliant. Let's move on this now. And they're like, yeah, that well, let's put that on the back burner for Q4. It's Mm -hmm. Q1 right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But it'll take, it'll take three quarters to get that approved through the 17 levels of leadership. Okay, right. now you have huge bottlenecks. Right. We have a committee. Yeah. We need to, <laughs> we need to yeah. go through that committee. Yeah. I mean, that is constant for us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and really frustrating, not only for us, but our, oftentimes our points of contact will be like, guys, we get it. This sucks. We're kind of just sitting here too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. That's a, that's a big problem. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times teams don't talk. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's product development isn't talking with marketing or uh, product development is not talking with, you know, DevOps and IT, um, having, we believe so much in having a cross-discipline team, but then you need to have teams of teams 
working well, right. um, whether you want to call it a pod structure or a network of teams working together. But yeah. if there's no communication, if they're, and even if it's just, hey, I don't really have a ton of updates for you, mm-hmm. but just want to let you know we're still working on it. Yeah. That alone, it's like, oh, okay, great. I'm informed. I'm informed. Come back and, you know, come to me when, uh, you know, you're to this point so we can start on, you know, whatever leg of the journey I need to start on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've talked a little bit about there's, there's lots of bottlenecks, um, lack of communication across teams, lack of communication in teams, maybe. Um, there's the whole buy-in, like both the, the leadership doesn't want to buy into what the team's doing. The team doesn't really buy into why the leadership's making their decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lack of trust mm-hmm. across the board, across the board. Right. Um, and what that results in is product issues. So yeah. I want to shift a little bit to talking about the building, like the actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what that in, what, what, some of the byproduct of maybe those earlier phases, whether it's in planning and estimating or in decision-making or in getting buy-in or understanding budgets end up resulting in um, basically like the team not being able to deliver Mm -hmm. or the team choosing not to deliver. Right. um, Because they're just like, screw it. I'm not, this isn't working. Mm. I don't, I can't, I can't, you've given me an impossible task. Right. Right. Talk about um, job dissatisfaction. Right. Job oh, despair, we, we, more like, yeah. And we wonder why the tech industry has such a high turnover rate. Mm-hmm. Right? What's like 18, 18 not, months? Yeah. Right. It's like, you're giving me a, a task, but it's a completely, I could totally do it, but not within this culture. Right. Yes, that's right. And not in this way of working. And mm-hmm. not in, in uh, one of the cards here says, great idea, great designs, impossible to build ideas aren't feasible. Mm -hmm. So there's no, there's been no validation of feasibility or we've over-designed it. Right. Right. We got two, our eyes got bigger than our, what is it? Eyes got bigger than our stomach. Mm -hmm. You know, you eat more, you eat more than you should have. I, 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 that's just how I eat. (laughs) That's just how I consume food. Constant bloat. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My kids will be like, whoa, you just ate three burritos. Yeah. I'm not even ha- through my 10 first- minutes later. Are you okay? So many regrets. <laughs> um, I think that also comes with the team makes excuses then for why they weren't able to deliver. Right. Um, so there's a blaming that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like this idea of we can't ship until it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And perfection is is in the, be- the eye of the beholder, right? Right. That's so, an idealist. Which, it's also, yeah. I- it's an ideal. Yeah. Yeah. So who, who beholds perfection enough that it gets shipped? Right. Um, we, I mean, we deal with that a lot. There's times where we're like, Hey, your customers could be using the thing that we have working right now today. Like right now I could ship this out to your first hundred customers and they would be on it Mm -hmm. and they'd be giving us feedback and we'd be making it better. I mean, go, go watch our, our, our YouTube channel on Vera. That's what we did. We shipped and we iterated. Right. But, but oftentimes it's like, oh, well, that's, yeah, yeah but, but it's not quite perfect. Yeah. Can we just, we're pretty sure that they're going to want 10 more features, just 10, just 10 more features. Mm-hmm. And then we'll ship. We'll definitely ship. Um, and oh, by the way, 
right before the 10th feature is done, you're like, oh yeah, but maybe, maybe two more, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and in between then we got to fix all the bugs on all the other features we just built because mm. it's not perfect. No, that's right. Um, and because nobody's actually touched it besides our team or right. the product team themselves, your, your tunnel vision, you don't, you're not actually seeing what the uh, customers will actually see. Mm -hmm. You think you do. You think right. you do. Right. Um, I think um, we, I found a, a kind of a horror story, an agile horror story online. It was talking about like finding a bug, which we couldn't foresee at the time of testing after we go live and getting complaints and further escalations from multiple customers regarding the same issue. Mm -hmm. Like that's just frustrating. That's yep. a problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's say you've, you've shipped your product. You actually mm -hmm. have it out in the world. Um, some of the things that we see of problems there are that there's you know, no clear way to measure whether it's successful. Right. No one can agree on what metrics are important. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't do that, you can't build the product in the right way. Cause we've learned that building a, you have to have a lot of things in mind when you build the product, you have to have, you know, revenue model, customer segment, all of that stuff. But you also have to build into it is like, what are the key metrics that will tell us we're successful? Yeah the product is built around those and all yeah. systems that go into monitor the product, you know, yeah. others, other services that you bake in there to measure. But if the measurements a question mark going in and doing that after the fact, you've, you've missed weeks, months of data mm. to under, truly understand your customer. Cause it's like, well, we've got all these, this data. Great. What are you doing with it? Well, nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if you don't have that kind of, key metric or those North, that North star or whatever you want to call it. Um, you end up having this issue of if every piece of feedback is either too important or just ignored. Mm -hmm. So we have, sometimes we'll have clients that go, especially if they're creating a consumer product or a, or a, um, um, a SaaS product, we'll just put mm -hmm. it in that category. It's not exactly a SaaS product, but a, a product that they'll be selling as a part of their company what they'll end up doing is they'll end up making the product, they'll get one customer and that customer is just the squeakiest wheel, the loudest feedback. And so they completely customize the product to the customer. Mm -hmm. But their whole business model was based around having multiple customers that, oh, my throat made a weird noise, sorry. <laughs> that, awesome. that was weird. Um, throat gurgle. Gurgle. Um, <laughs> gosh, what was they saying? So they, they've made the product for one customer. Right. And now they go to sell it to other people and their people are like, nah, it's, I don't really need that. That's, just, that's not my specific problem. And now they realize, oh crap, we, we have a product that is for one customer. Mm -hmm. And, but because they listened only to the feedback of that one customer rather than getting a diverse set of right. perspectives. Right. Yeah. What is it? A lot of times we'll say like one, one, piece of feedback is an anomaly or whatever yeah. second yeah, yeah. piece is like, oh, I, what do we, what do we, what, what, what do we say? You're looking for it. Like at, yeah. at, at, at least at a third, you've got a yeah, trend. A third one is a trend. Right. Yeah. I don't remember what the second one is. I feel like I should know that off the top of my head. It's been a little while. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that, that's another problem to solve because that's really hard because now you've spent, well, unfortunately, another problem is that likely you've spent too long building that product mm -hmm. instead of, you know, if you were truly agile, if you're truly lean, leaning into a minimum viable product, whatever that means, 
I'll pause. So that's fun. Yeah. COVID. <laughs> COVID podcast. I mean, your dog and your youngest daughter come right in. You know, that's fine. It, it happens. happens. We'll see if it yep. happens again. Um, that should be a problem that's on here. <laughs> co- working remote um, with uh-huh. young kids. Uh, yep. T- totally. But I mean, even, even that, it's like, I think a big challenge is that people just aren't ready for change. They're not ready to adapt. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Um, they don't want change. Mm-hmm. Like how many, how many companies or organizations do we talk to or even just people we know where they'll go, yeah, I don't want the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. I don't, I really don't want to upgrade my computer. I don't really want to download that new piece of software because that's change. Right. Change is hard. I don't change want hurts. a new process. I don't want a new place to log hours. Mm-hmm. I don't want a new place mm-hmm. to submit a request or right. a receipt for reimbursement. It's like, no, I've got my, I've got my ducks in a row. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is, I think probably on my top three as far as just when you build product, whether it's internally or externally and it's innovation, there has to be a change in, in process. There has to be a change yeah. Yeah. in probably multiple different areas simply because you're growing, you're adapting, you have to make change. And just because change hurts doesn't mean it can't be really good and you can embrace yeah. it. And that comes back to our, I think, I think getting back to it, we have talked very little about technology. Mm-hmm. Almost everything we're addressing here is human beings working together. Uh, and so we could have taken technology completely out of it and put, um, you know, a factory, mm-hmm. in, you know, in there. We could have, we could have put a, a, um, a doctor's office mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. We could have put almost anything else. Now we, we know technology so we can speak most directly to that. Right. But the reality is, is this is still about the fact that humans tend to not trust each other mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't communicate clearly. They don't set expectations. Yep. They don't really think about constraints. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know how to name things. So, so you end up not knowing how to say, well, this is a safe place to fail. Right. Like, we can try it here, but we can't try it here. This is right. too risky. There's a compliant, you know, whatever. Right. Um, I think, and so if, if you talk about people working together, you know, from field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. It's not enough to put together a cross-discipline, uh, diverse team, diverse in thought, diverse in um, whatever um, metric you're going for there. But okay. Um, so it's not enough just to build it. You have to continue to grow it, assess it. How are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, the identifiers of a really good team. What are those? And are yeah. we hitting those? So again, your work is not done by putting together a rock star team. It's only right. just begun. Um, it's, you've got a yes. lot more work to do. That's you hit the, the nail on the head. I think so many people think I'm just going to hire the most experienced person yeah. or people, people set of great. People. Do it. For, yeah, sure. Great. Yeah, go do it. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing less Mm-mm. than that. Mm-mm. Um, or, or I'm going to hire the least experienced people cause I can afford them. Mm. Um, I'm going to shove all these people into a room, a space, a zoom call, whatever it is. And I'm going to force them to build my dream. Mm-hmm. And when it's done, if they didn't deliver, it's their fault. Um, and then the team vice versa says, 
I was just shoved into this room. I don't know these people. Mm -hmm. I don't trust them. I don't know how to work with them. I don't really understand what you're trying to do. Um, not sure how long we really have, how much money we really have. Right. And I don't really like you because you don't, <laughs> you don't trust us. <laughs> this sounds right. like a perfect environment mm. to build a very successful piece of technology that's going right. to take your company to the next level. Yep. And we'll, oh, by the way, we'll go ahead and just uh, um, put a, a Band-Aid right on it with Sharpie that that's innovation. Right. Yep. Oh, this, and then all of a sudden you throw up your hands, throw in the towel. This didn't work. I'm going to go back to just working with people who look, think, and, you know, act like Exactly. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then we silo ourselves. We, we don't actually move anything forward. And then when the world falls apart, we can't handle it. Right. Or when our industry gets turned upside down, we're not ready for it. Right. It's like, you know, Kodak was extremely innovative. They mm -hmm. had lots of new product ideas. They were always building new things. They had different films. They had different cameras. They had different partnerships. Yep. But their inability to, to see a more diverse world mm -hmm. that would be digital um, brought them to their knees. Yep. Right? Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with Blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Oh, that silly Netflix thing. That'll That's never not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Don't blockbuster was brilliant. They opened stores all over the place. They had a distribution model that made brilliant sense getting them to stores. They had a rental model that SaaS companies basically still use. Yep. And, and yet they weren't ready for a world or an industry that would change right underneath them. Yep. Um, and that's I think really that's, that's, that's about, that's about humans not actually naming we need to play, create spaces to explore. We, yep. I, I, I want to stop. I'm just going to stop there because I, I don't want to go into solutioning because there's so many ideas that we have around like, it doesn't have to be that way. And we've seen mm -hmm. companies that don't work that way. Mm -hmm. um, now, to be clear, there is an ideal and there is a reality mm -hmm. and you'll never be, as, <laughs> I won't go too philosophical here, but like the odd is can will, right? You'll never actually be in what the way things ought to be, the perfection of that. Mm -hmm. um, but you can, even living in the constraints, living in the, the messiness of people, we can actually get to a reality that is maybe better. Yeah. You'll never be able to close the gap, but you can, keep, you can come close. Yeah. We can, yeah. We can definitely. Make I, progress. I, 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 yeah. I, you say close the gap. I ride... Um, my bike on this smart trainer and mm -hmm. I use a, a platform called Zwift. Anybody that rides out there knows what Zwift, Zwift is. And one of the features is that if you get up behind the digital person in front of you, who is mm -hmm. cycling in front of you, you can draft just like you would in the real world. You, know, you get the you know, winds draft that pulls you. So you don't have to work so hard. And then hopefully someone gets to draft off of you and you take turns. Yep. Well, in the game, there's this, when someone either pulls away from you because you're getting tired and you can't keep up, or if you're coming up on someone, it does this thing where it's like, close the gap. Mm -hmm. Get close enough to that person where you can draft behind them so that you both can do great work together. And I think that drafting analogy actually is really good because- mm, I like that, yeah. It has to be maintained because if someone pulls away, you lose the momentum that you had together. Mm -hmm. um, if you're- trying to come up on somebody it's you know like there's just there's this tension that exists and that's never going to go away and that's okay but work to close the gap yeah i love it so i think what i want to do next time dan is 
let's get out of this very uncomfortable episode that we're in right now, at least for me. I'm just let's, crawling let's stop being out downers. Of, oh, let's stop crawling being out downers. of my skin Come with on. all the bad stuff. Gosh, um, let's be optimists here. I want, I want to talk about maybe not how we can solve these. I don't want to go solution them mm-hmm. because that, that one, it would take lots of books, lots of years, um, and lots of dollars if you want to pay us to do it. But the, what that I really want is <laughs> yeah, email if you, us at if you hello like at crema.us. Um, no, but what I really want to do is maybe we can take the next episode to, to help people think through using the framework we've been talking about mm-hmm. to actually just give them a set of tools to now have a conversation, a mm-hmm. healthy conversation about these problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, Stir the how, pot. Yeah. Ask the question, how might we? Yeah. So we can stop pointing mm-hmm. fingers mm-hmm. and start finding ways to move forward. And gosh, and wouldn't, it be great if, wouldn't it be great if the world did that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like forget product for a second. Wouldn't it mm-hmm. be great if, if, you know, the, the current cultural climate that we're in right now Mm-hmm. could find a way to say, wow, I wish we had a better set of vocabulary, a better set of ways to, to see things mm-hmm. where we could go. Yeah. Let's have a, let's have a healthy conversation yeah. about what we're dealing with. Right. Was it GK Chesterton that when the paper asked, what's the problem with the world he wrote in, I am, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know and, if it was GK Ch- Chesterton, but I, I do know that quote. Yeah. And I just think it's really good. If you can have that mindset of like, okay, how can, and apply it to your team. How can we get better? Yeah. You know, and you don't have to say like, I am the problem for everything. That's right. What, what it's supposed to say is like, if you're going to start somewhere, start with yourself. Right. Start with your own team. It's like, yeah. how can we get better? How can we get better in this area or this area? I think a perfect example and a problem that I struggle with and a lot of entrepreneurs and specifically Enneagram sevens <laughs> struggle, struggle with, and I heard this from our neighbor her boss, she had an Enneagram seven boss and she had an Enneagram. I'm not going to get an Enneagram. I'm not going to try to explain that, but basically like, uh, um, a, the world is just fun. Let's just go. Let's, I've got mm-hmm. ideas all the time. Right. And then she had a, a three or a nine. Okay. No, 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 no. A one wing nine. Mm-hmm. And so a perfectionist, which was mm-hmm. like, would come with a really well thought out plan, knew mm-hmm. exactly what she needed her to do. And she loved working with the one because it was always just served up. Mm-hmm. Um, this is exactly what I need today. And these are the four bullet points that will tell you exactly what I'd like you to deliver. And the, this, then the seven would walk in and be like, I've got 23 ideas. Four of them, I don't even know what they are yet. Like, and I'm, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. and, and I struggle with that because I'm, I'm always not chasing the shiny object, but my brain just like, oh, well, what if, what if, what if, what if, Mm -hmm, what if, what if? mm -hmm. And what I have to do is then balance out that exploratory part Mm -hmm. to go at at a certain point, you have to actually decide. What are we going to do with all of this? Yeah. 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 Um, So more on that. Um, I'm excited. We're getting good. We're getting deeper. Mm. Uh, You know, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you'll subscribe. I hope if, wow, you got, I'm sure it's safe. I'm sure your kids are fine back there. They're just screaming in the background. <laughs> just going to put myself on mute. For the sake of Dan's children, will you please subscribe? You know? <laughs> Layered on. Layered on. Just make it thick. Like, you, you know, you want to make sure that they're okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're fine. They're fine. Um, 
Uh, will you subscribe to our podcast? Um, uh, if you get a chance, go over to iTunes. It's one of the best places that you can leave us a five-star review and give us a little comment telling us whether or not you liked it. Hopefully you liked it. Maybe some feedback to make it better. And we're going to keep working on bringing more guests on, diving deeper into how you can build stronger cultures, um, you know, using creativity, technology, and culture to help individuals and organizations thrive. To learn more about Crema.us, go check out Crema.us. Check out our company, what we do. We help people build products that help them to, uh, to help their organizations run better. And then we help them actually build their product teams to help them run better. So we're, we're really passionate about this conversation. Um, and then if you haven't, take this link, wherever you're looking at it, go, go click the little share icon and then uh, open up a browser, um, go to Gmail, type in every, like all contacts, paste, send, everyone. <laughs> that was fantastic. All of them. Every, every human. And on that note, we'll see you guys next time. Cheers. My name is Michael, and I am a coach at Crema. I'm a practitioner of agile coaching, guiding our clients to become better versions of themselves. I serve as an expert facilitator, product strategist, and design thinker to help reframe problems and identify innovative approaches. I enjoy working at Crema because of the environment it creates for continuous learning and growth. To serve our clients well, it's important that we are constantly searching for the best solutions and revisiting our own ways of thinking so that we can create fantastic results for our clients. This is in our DNA and it's made the last seven years of collaborating with my Crema family and clients absolutely incredible. Option 5 is a podcast by Crema, a digital product agency that creates web and mobile apps for disruptive companies and industry leaders. We believe that design, technology, and culture can help create a world where individuals and companies thrive. Learn more at crema.us.